Kyle Haggerty is is he's a legend in this industry. Um, he has produced so many uh, winners on national and international levels. Um, he's absolutely amazing. He's someone that I looked up to um, uh, growing up and, and starting in this industry. I was terrified <laughs> of meeting Kyle Haggerty um, because um, it was once embedded in my head by someone else in the industry, there's only room for one black coach. Oh, who told you that? Um, yeah, this person, I, I will not name names. This person told me, Kyle Haggerty is the Naomi Campbell of pageantry. You're Tyra Banks. Well, they both made it, so. <laughs> yeah, so I can see what they, they were trying to say, right, that right. there's only room for one. But I remember meeting Kyle and, um, you know, we had lunch one day and I was just feeling so intimidated and he put me at ease and he told me that he has been following me as well. And I was like, oh, you, wow. you've known me, you, you know who I was. Um, How long ago was and, this? Um, this was like 2013. Okay. Yeah. When we finally right. met, we had, we had developed a friendship on social media um, okay. and he would tell me, you know, the do's and the don'ts and what he thinks I uh, can be doing better, what I should stop doing. Um, mm -hmm. Just so much uh, advice and I just absorbed it like a sponge and I, I, I took it in. And um, now he's just, a, he's just a great role model. He's someone that I look up to. Um, I'm fired to be at that level one day. Um, there's only one Kyle Haggerty, um, <laughs> but Derek wants to, you know, I want to get up there one day. Derek Scepter is a name too. It's, it's a, it's, it's a brand, honey. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get there. Um, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I just, I just think that Kyle has just been so instrumental, um, in my career. He's just a great guy. Um, once you get to know him, you know, outside of pageantry, he, he says he's got a big heart. He loves what he does. And um, I'm just very, very, you know, blessed to have him as a friend and a mentor. I continue right. learning from him now. So it, it, it's good. Yeah, I don't even know when I first heard of his name. But um, when you brought it up, I was like, well, a few days ago. I go, like, oh, yeah, I recognize. Like, I recognize his name. I never actually brought face to his name and yeah. uh, really truly paid attention. But mm -hmm. I do see you are well on your way, Miss Tyra. Okay. I remember Tyra had a TV show. I don't think Naomi had a TV show. So uh, you never know. <laughs> Tyra had a TV show. You never know. True. I'll be waiting for Bravo to call me. Like, come on, what are you guys waiting on? <sighs> I know that'd be so exciting. Yeah, that'd be exciting. <laughs> they need to have yeah. a real of Chicago, I wish they would have a real housewife of Chicago because that'd be like the real mm -hmm. team, the real fight that they want on Bravo. I'm a, I'm one, of, one of the housewives needs to be involved in pageantry so I can come over to her house and coach her daughter so I can make my way into the circle yeah. and get my own show. Be a friend of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, Aside from you know the incident that's in the past now, uh -huh. what has been the biggest other obstacle that you face uh, breaking into this industry? Um, I think that when you uh, when you first start out, at least for me, um, I would always be I used to be afraid of telling people um, that this is something that uh, this is a passion of mine. This is something that I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. My first couple clients, I told them, don't tell anyone that I'm working with you because I was afraid of what people will say. You know, there's no, there's no degree in pageantry that you can get at a college or university. Um, so when you just come out and say, well, I'm a coach, 
it's just like, okay, let's see your resume. Um, there's no handbook, there's no manual on the prerequisites to call yourself a coach. So I, I developed as much knowledge and experience um, of being in the company of other directors and coaches and professionals in the industry before I actually came out and told people. I wouldn't even use the word coach. I used to just say consultant because I felt that there were so many men and women in the industry that have earned that title being called a coach. And right. I felt that I had not paid my dues yet to use that title. Um, but then I got a step, I got a national crown. I started using the, the, the name. Hey. Like, okay, I've earned that. So um, I think just the, some people don't have a filter um when they would describe you or or their thoughts of you and i that think that's one obstacle i had to overcome i had to stop getting those um words that i would read um those comments that i would read on social media to get the best of me because i i would say to myself well, at the end of the day you know they may say certain things like oh that Derek guy he's clueless um he's a wannabe he doesn't know anything about pageantry, but that's okay that you guys think that way because I'm gonna show you that I actually do. Um, so I had to learn how to take that negativity and turn it into something positive because at the end of the day, the majority of people that have something to say about you, they don't know your journey. They don't know your backstory. They don't know you personally. They have not spent one day with you, but they already have an opinion. Is I had to remind myself that I had talent before you even knew me. Okay. Um, you know, I I, I was doing I was doing good, and, and my girls were looking amazing before you even had an opinion of me. So mm -hmm. I had to drown that noise out in order to keep going, because I think that if you let the negativity affect you, then you're not going to um, excel in in this yeah. industry. You know, right. you have to remember, people are always going to have an opinion of you, but you don't have to let it define who you are. I love that. I love that. I'll let you go ahead and take a sip because I know that um, I've been asking you questions like rapid fire. So I'll let you go ahead and drink. Mm -hmm. so, and I do love that you kind of mentioned without, you know, in so many words, like it's imposter, you, have, you had imposter syndrome. And I think mm -hmm. that as African-Americans, as Blacks, you know, this is for Black History Month, um, obviously, or this is Black History Month, and uh, a lot of people yeah. like, feel that imposter syndrome that we aren't there yet to be where we are, but mm -hmm. we are where we are because of yeah. what we want. You know, and I think a lot of people have that imposter right. syndrome that they're not good enough, and I think it especially hits hard in the Black community. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you um, brought that up because I too felt like that competing in pageants and I never did a teen pageant. Mm -hmm. Um I've always well, I did one teen pageant but I was 18. <laughs> and yeah. it was USA. So it was mm -hmm. like a hundred of girls. And I like what? Like, you know, and it's just like I've always felt imposter syndrome in this industry yeah. because I had that teen experience and that I'm coming in raw as a miss. Mm -hmm. And you know, I still feel like I wasn't there until now right. when I'm older. But now I mm -hmm. aged out by the yeah. pageants. You know? I mean, when I when I first started out, I, I used to feel that way. But one thing I used to tell myself was, Derek, don't get in a position where you feel that you are entitled to anything just because you're a minority. Um, I used to feel that, okay, I'm going to have to work a little, a little harder because two things. Um, I'm the only black person in this room um, when it comes to uh, people in, 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 in position. Uh, and then number two, you're a male in a female dominated industry. So it's like, those are two things um, yeah. that are against you when you're walking in here. So I felt like I had to prove myself to them. But wow. I think once I win them over, um, being, a, being a man, and being an African-American, it's not going to matter because they're going to see the talent um, right. more than anything. Right. So it, it feels good. It feels good to be 
in a position right, right now where you're respected and embraced by so many people. And, you know, of course they see a black man when you walk to the room, but I think that your talent outshines. Um, I don't want to sound um, cocky. But, um, you can let never me be rephrase cocky. That. Let <laughs> me rephrase that. They see someone who has worked hard to get to where they are, and that talent is natural. I love that. And, 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 they, and they respect that. I love that you um, mentioned your two, I guess, strikes against you. Because, you know, as mm -hmm. a black woman, I'm, I have two immediate strikes. I'm black and a woman. And yeah. so we, in a female, and I'm using in male-dominated industries. So now mm -hmm. you're in a female-dominated industry and have those two strikes against you. And then right. it's kind of a nice little, well, just a juxtaposition. Yeah. <laughs> right at this point. But, um, of course, you know, we overcome. That's one of our strengths. Mm -hmm. That's one of our people to be. Yeah. Is that we overcome any obstacle? Mm -hmm. It's really easy for us to overcome that, you know. And we yeah. do have to work hard. But I think that, you know, your resume, my resume. I think that by us working so hard, then we are mm -hmm. automatically an expert in our fields yeah. because we have all of this knowledge. Right. You know. So uh, when I was younger and I walked into a room, I would feel so out of place, and I would feel like, are they gonna like me? Are they going to take me seriously? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, because it, 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 it's something that's been embedded in your head uh, right. growing up, you know, that they're not, they don't like you. But mm -hmm. then once you actually get out there into the real world, um, you realize that people, people do love you. It's not, and it, yeah. you're always going to run into those people who have those issues. But my, my experience in this industry has been, it's been great. <laughs> well, I hope mine is just as good as yours. You know, I've been a contestant for 10 years. So now mm -hmm. I've been at my next 10 years, I get on the other side of pageantry like yours and I have mm -hmm. a just as good experience. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think you're, I think you're gonna be amazing because you've been a contestant, you've been a title holder. Um, so you know what they're thinking, you know what they're going through so you can empathize with them. And I think okay. that makes that, that makes an amazing director, someone who's been in their shoes, you know. Right. So okay. you can look at them and say, you know what, girls, I get it. I've been where okay. you've been. And I think that they're appreciate that. Yeah. And I also love that yeah. I'm a director for a system that I was a title holder mm -hmm. in. So I right. went to national right. system and everything else like that too. So you're very you're very knowledgeable about it. And then hello, you've got Laura Clark as your national director. I, know, you know? I love it. I'm so excited. Right. Come on, girl. Like, it like gives me like the I get like shaky thinking about it. Like, wait, I'm in charge of this strategy. Like, who do I call? You? <laughs> I <can't laughs> oh, <laughs> like that's me. Yeah. That's like, me. oh wow, like I'm the director of Miss Earth, Illinois. You know, yes. you've yeah. come a long way, girl. So, like, a, uh, yeah. give yourself a pat on the back. Like, you you earned it. Thank you, thank mm -hmm. you. Well, I I appreciate that. You know, from you because it's just like. I kind of need a little bit of motivation. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you know me. I'm the, I'm a Mr. Optimistic. So yeah, I've been through enough to always look at the, 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 the brighter side. So yeah, you're down. Seen, you just call me. Yeah, I've never seen you like in a bad mood. Um, you know, even that that footage. I don't think you were even in a bad mood. You like, okay, bye, bye. <laughs> yeah, I, I had some people tell me. I, one of my friends was like, you were so you were so dismissive. I've never seen anyone throw shade to a, a reporter. Whatever. <laughs> I was and just then, like, over. Yeah. I was over then, it. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't be? Um, and then that station, I don't even watch like that station. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they're not number one in Chicago. I work at ABC and NBC, and mm -hmm. I don't even pay attention to that other yeah. network. Yeah, I mean, but... I mean, apology would be nice. I mean, I'm not expecting it, but now that yeah. you know both sides of the story is out, I think an apology is, is in order. I think so too. Maybe we could apply some public pressure. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. But journalists, we, don't we did you that. dirty. We're sorry. Yeah, yeah. Or at least a follow up. What what usually happens is a follow up story, mm -hmm. but if it's not newsworthy of the day, then it's right, kind of right. Is gone. 
But as long as I know, um, yeah. and as long as it's on it's on record, um, that what was said didn't happen, I, yeah. I, I, I sleep well every night. Yeah. And then I they had that- I'm, I'm just fine. Yeah, the attorney general at the time, Lisa, she was really she's she was in office for I think quite a few years. I mean her dad was the yeah. speaker of the house and he was yeah. in office almost fifty years. Mm -hmm. So she has yeah. some credibility to her. So it's not like she doesn't know what she's doing or that you were, mm -hmm. you know. So I just and I always I always said if I ever get the chance to see her in public, like girl, forget COVID, you better give me a hug because <laughs> Thank yeah. God for your paper. Thank God for you doing that, girl, because um, you you helped save my career. And I, I, I have to thank you. Yeah. I just happen to know, you know, Illinois politics is a little bit stronger because I mm -hmm. study politics whatever, in Illinois. So yeah. I do know, yeah. I didn't know Lisa was, Lisa was very honest in all of the work she did. And she had uh -huh. no choice. My dad was Mike Madigan and he was like running Illinois, you know, and mm -hmm. the Speaker of the House. and. He never ran for a governor because he had more power being the speaker mm -hmm. of the house. To have your dad right. be, yeah. So mm -hmm. well, it's legit. That's all I'm saying is that it was a legit process. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it felt great. So I'm happy. Yeah. And now our attorney general is another black man. So how awesome is that? Kwame. <laughs> Kwame I know. Although I don't want to meet you, Kwame. I want to let you know. <laughs> I'm good. We're going through that again, child. Yeah, I met him as a senator. He was he was nice. I, I, yeah. yeah, I voted for him. It sounds like you're about to say he's cute. Oh no, I was saying he was nice. I know him. <laughs> okay. I think he's married. He's married. I'm not saying no mess. I think he's. <laughs> yeah. like Kwame. I'm not gonna mess with anyone named Kwame. Period. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where's your drink at? Where's your? Um, girl, I've done so much talking that I'm just down to. So the ice is melted, but I got two um, bottles of cupcake. Um, they're split. Child, is that something? Yeah, what is no. that? Uh, you know, I, I. What is that? Uh, I can't think of the name of the brand. Oh, cupcake is the name of the brand. Yeah, uh huh. Cupcake. You know, um, you know, I, I'm kind of anti some pat some not pageant some wine. Mm hmm. One of like, them is what, like what the barefoot. Line you don't like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, because I like because you, you know I like wine that's authentic. I like I like something that's gonna taste good and not give you a headache. Yeah. You know, yeah. a friend of mine we were we were um getting stuff for a, um, a party uh, about two years ago, and we were in uh, the liquor store, and he was like, "What about this?" I said, "Andre, that's why it's all the way down there." Yeah, like, like, that's why you can't reach it. blow to get it. We're Keep not it drinking there. it. Keep it there. And it says no, champagne. Doesn't even says California champagne. Like what? No, that's not that's not, that's not how that works. No. What people don't know is that sometimes it says like. It's in it's in um French, so it says method champagne, but it means champagne mm -hmm. method, which means they made it in the same way that you yeah. would make champagne or sparkling mm -hmm. wine, but it's not champagne because it's not from Champagne, France. That like makes me itch. I just start itching. I love like, champagne. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I can't stand people think drink California sparkling wines and be like, oh, this mm -hmm. is a champagne. I'm like, oh no. It's not. Like it's it's not. It's not. Yeah. Um, do you want to keep going? I can fill my glass up some more. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, are, what are we talking about now? Is your Prosecco open? Is that what's in your pink? No, that was um that was uh the, the pineapple with some pineapple juice. Um oh, I got a head start on it because I got our start time wrong. So oh, I had an hour of drinking before we went live. What? Oh, is that why you said I'm home? <laughs> yeah, sick. girl, I'm home. I've and had I was, like two cocktails. I was like, Derek, I don't have my cornrows in. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, okay, guess I'll have another one. I'm not ready at all. We can, let's go for a little bit longer. I won't keep you What's too your... long. I'll close up just a little bit more. Uh -huh. Like I said, I have the oak leaf. 
Oakley. I have Oakley. This is one of the only brands that I would recommend that you can find anywhere. Uh-huh. It's a box. Oakley. This is the box one. They make a box one, but they have a bottle one. And it's usually yeah. um fairly inexpensive. I think it's like less than five dollars. Oh wow. But, um, this is a cabernet. Uh-huh. This is a cabernet. It's four bottles in a box. But um what was I gonna say about this? Okay, I don't know. I think it's a California. But um mm -hmm. yeah, California. But when it comes to like yeah. the barefoot and the yellow tails. My only reason why I'm so mm -hmm. anti is because yeah. in order to make so many bottles, mm -hmm. like you see barefoot and yellowtail everywhere, you know? Yeah. And yeah. if you see a wine everywhere, it means I'm making probably like six million gallons of it. And you just and then sometimes they like just water it down. They add a lot of sugar. Uh -huh. it. Yeah. Nuts. And sometimes some of them have recalls for having arsenic in it. Mm. So it's like it's like, do you want a real hamburger from McDonald's, like, <laughs> or do you want right. a real hamburger that you saw cooked on the grill today? Yeah, and they cooked out earlier this morning. So that's right, kind of right. how I do mm -hmm. them. But yeah, I think it's a really good one because it hasn't been recalled, and a lot of the other box wines and those big name brand wines have recalled uh, because they put arsenic yeah. in it because they, they simply have to fill it. They have to they have to meet their quota of being mm -hmm. in every gas station. So the yeah. wine is like authentic, you know what I'm saying? It's not right. true, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. um, if you go for cheap wine, go for Oak Leaf. I see that Walmart, I think it's probably like $3.11. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a really it's, it's a really nice one. They have one in all of them. Do you typically go for sweets? Um, depends on what I'm eating and the time of day. Um, you know, usually special occasions like this, you know, we go for bubbly. Um, but like dinner, I usually like to have red wine. Okay. With dinner, um, uh, especially with like steaks and uh, actually red wine is really good with, with the right burger. Um, and then lunchtime, um, when you're with your friends and you're out on the patio, um, mm -hmm. then white, white looks better. Mm. White is like dangerous for me. If I do white, it's like I love white wine with like sandwiches and and salads and pasta, um, yeah. Like during lunch hour, but I really don't drink white wine at night. Yeah, I don't either. I like red wine. Period. Mm -hmm. I drink white hot, depending on the season. If it's hot outside, yeah, I drink yeah. my white wine. But um, I kind of drink a lot of white wine. <laughs> like I can go through a <laughs> bottle, and it's very dangerous. That's why I don't even. Yeah. Like I can't finish a bottle of red, but I can easily finish a bottle of white. Oh, I can. It's like you're in your 40s now. You gotta be fancy. You gotta drink red. So. <laughs> well, I started early. What's your favorite type of red wine to drink? Um, red wines, I like Shiraz. And um, yeah, I love Shiraz. And actually, um, red Zinfandel is, is really good. Really? Yeah. Actually, if I look at this one, another... Um, Box I'm, I appreciate you coming on the show and enjoying your wine. This is another box one. Obviously, it's empty. Grab <laughs> <laughs> me boxes, no, no, no. you got me. I have two. Okay, look, I'm in my mother's house. Okay, uh -huh. I can't enjoy wine like I want to in my own property, mm -hmm. in my own house. Yeah. So I gotta, I gotta do what I can. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is another one I recommend. Boda Box is the name of the brand. This is kind of okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, I like I, I have a certain palate, uh -huh. and other wines just doesn't suffice. Yeah. But until I get my own place, then I have to just sell who I got. Can Girl, I now that you're now that you're a state director, you're gonna be consuming a lot of boxes. <laughs> Girl, just get you a straw and go. Mm. Just put it in the top and just drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be walking. Oh my, my mama's gonna be like, "Girl, what are you doing?" It's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, you don't even know. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's my most I'm really excited to start this journey. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna ask you, is Team DQ, is that you? Because I was thinking about um bringing people on as a team. You know, I can't do this mm -hmm. alone, obviously. Yeah. Um, but do you is there a team that you work with with Team DQ? Yeah, there, there's actually there's actually four of us. Um okay. so we do 
Um, Alex, the Alex, Alex Zanger syndrome. Uh, mm -hmm. She does, um, she does like fashion runway, and then I do pageantry, okay. um, stage presence, and then Rebecca, uh, she does mental strategy, social media platform presentation, interview, um, and then Nicole, you know, jumps in uh, from time to time, and she you know helps the younger girls get prepared mentally. So there's four of us. Hello there. Um, and then we work with uh, Yadira Amador Hair and Makeup. Mm -hmm. Been working with Yadira Steen for six years now. If it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. Um, okay. And um, we work with a lot of different photographers. Now, um, depending on what um, our concept is and what we're trying to portray with every title holder, I mean, with every client that comes in, because uh, every client isn't going to blend or mesh well with just one photographer so we 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 have options well don't forget to add me as an option now i started photography um officially yeah i follow your stuff on instagram i'm trying there's more pictures i haven't posted yet so I need to... mm -hmm. i'm not good at social media like when it comes to posting things frequently yeah and i i, I kind of like i got i kind of got stuck it's a bad habit of mine to like move in silence uh -huh. so much that i never I'm active. So people are like, yeah. oh, you moved to Hawaii? And I was like, yeah, like six months ago, I'm actually moving back home. And they're like, oh. You moved to Hawaii? Where? I thought you was in Rockford. I know, I left. I left Rockford. I had to leave that. I had to leave I for my mental health. Um, yeah. But, uh, I left Rockford over the summer and I went to Hawaii in August. Uh-huh. Okay. And I'm getting a place uh, month to month in Hawaii because Hawaii was, mm -hmm. they didn't have a lot of tourists because of COVID. So there's yeah. a lot of places easily to rent because people yeah living there. So mm -hmm. I did month to month in Hawaii from August until December and I came back okay. and now I'm going to another state. <laughs> Girl. So I'm in Chicago right now, but I'm going okay. to this to- What really part of Chicago are you in? I'm, yeah, I'm in the suburbs. <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm in Carroll Street. Okay. Where? Oh, Carroll Street. Okay. Oh, you're one of those. I'm from Chicago. It's like, girl, you in Schaumburg. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm near Schaumburg. I always feel different, though, from those people because I grew up, I was born on the South Side and I was uh -huh. raised on the South Side. Like, I went yeah. to high school out here, but my grandmother's on 83rd and 20. Yeah. So. I was always there every summer. My church home is on the south side. Mm -hmm. I go to Salem. I know you mm -hmm. probably have to hope. So it's like a mega I was born. I was born in Roseland. Um, oh, really? In, yeah, I was born in Roseland, um, 115 State Street. So then my, my parents moved to Markham. Um, so I, I, I tell people, um, don't, 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 don't test me. Yeah. Right. I mean, I can't either because I grew up in the, in the suburbs and I was yeah. also um, kind of how you mentioned the missions early. But when you said that you mm -hmm. felt uncomfortable walking in a room, that's kind of how I felt because I was the only black kid in my high school. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. in my high school, but mm -hmm. I, you know, we were a minority, obviously, in the suburb. And mm -hmm. now the suburb kind of changed. It's very um, Middle Eastern dominated. Okay. Um, but um, it, my high school, I think it was only six percent black mm -hmm. people there okay. i knew all but yeah. either way i was still i had the black upbringing around white people so mm -hmm. that helped me in a lot of ways because you know mm -hmm. the world is majority white so now i'm able to feel comfortable around yeah. around people yeah. and i was also present all four mm -hmm. years so i was yeah. minority you know only one of the only black girls but i was very smart mm -hmm. as president all four years and they had to vote for me so mm -hmm. I feel like that was an uh, advantage of growing up out here was that now I know how to yeah. assimilate better. Right. You know well, but, it's weird because when I when I grew up, um, I grew up in Markham. So Kedzie Avenue separates um, Old Markham from Canterbury Gardens. Um, so when you hear the word gardens, <laughs> predominantly black, honey. So, uh, <laughs> but I went to school on the other side. Uh, so our school was very, it was very diverse, our elementary school. Um, but once I got to high school, uh, I went to Hillcrest and Country Club Hills. It was predominantly black. 
Um, but, uh, and a lot of people don't know this, but I, I was extremely shy growing up. And so my mom used to enter me in public speaking contests and spelling bee. Um, and I would win these, I would win these things. It's like a new personality emerged on stage. Yeah. Um, so I started being placed in these honors classes and you would be like the only black kid in the class. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that experience kind of helped me a little bit going into pageantry um, because I used to look at it like, oh my God, this is fourth grade challenge class <laughs> all over again. Yeah. Only black folk in here. <laughs> so um, I felt like uh, being, being in that position at 10 years old, you know, like winning all these competitions and representing your school and people look at you like, oh my God, you know, he's making history, his first African-American, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, it helped your pageant career because you're like, okay, I've been through this before. I, I got to win these people over. So right. um, and then, and after a while, this is not going to matter. Right. Right. That's exactly how I grew up too. I did theater yeah. and I did, you know, theater at a white school mm -hmm. and it's a mm -hmm. whole type of group of people. Yeah. <laughs> the theater kids are a whole group of different breed, you know, mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. kind of like get into that group and, you know, express myself in such a way around all these white people. It yeah. was not foreign to me. So when it came to mm -hmm. pageants, you know, the judges are predominantly white as well. So it wasn't mm -hmm. hard for me to code switch yeah. and put on my nice public speaking voice. And it's such a it's such a wonderful feeling for me to see so many um such a diverse um lineup of queens these days. Yeah. Um I think it's a wonderful thing to see because when I was growing up, I remember when Debbie Turner won Miss America and all my sisters just like jumped up and, and ran, hey, mama, 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 it's a black girl, she's a woman, it's America. Um, I want us to get to a point where it don't matter, yeah. you know? Like, she won, and we don't have to keep saying, oh, a black girl won. No, right. she won, right. she won. And I think that um, nowadays, uh, women of color are investing more in their preparation and they know what it takes to win a title. Um, and I just think that back in the day, you can look and see who wasn't that prepared for it. Um, and now um, they come just as ready as everybody else. And I just want other girls to follow suit and look at that. Um, and, and, and just know that they have, they have a, a chance to be a national or international title holder like anyone else. Right. And then a lot of African-Americans, black women have won recently too. Do you see mm -hmm. black women taking over the pageant world, kind of how Colombia and Venezuela and um, the Philippines took over during their reigns? Do you see a dynasty of black women kind of being crowned in the future? Um, I think we have enough um, black women uh, in national and international title holder um, positions to where they can be an inspiration to the next crop of girls. Um, these women are polished. These women come prepared. These women have invested in their wardrobe. They've invested in their coaching. Um, they're physical, um, personal trainers. Um, they have they have done the work to win their titles. And when I look at these black women who are winning these pageants, they're not winning because they're black. They're winning because they came prepared. Right, absolutely. You know, like I tell every single girl, um, when you arrive to your pageant weekend, it's my job to make sure that you can tell yourself there's nothing that I haven't done. There's nothing that Mr. Derek has not advised me on that would give me a reason for them not to choose me. If right. they don't choose me, it's because it just wasn't my time. And I'm going to trust the timing. But, right. but if I win this pageant, it's because me and Mr. Derek teamed together and we gave them a reason not to crown me.
Yeah. And I feel that's how every girl should come into the pageant. I love that. I love that. And when you say that, I thought about Deshauna immediately because mm -hmm. um, I think Deshauna is like a very good case study of mm -hmm. who won off her merit. Because when you look at yeah. her, Miss Chelsea, Miss Hawaii, and mm -hmm. I was watching it and I was like, you know what? It's too like right. They're not going to crown Deshauna. Look at Chelsea's taller. You know, she has a um, very ambiguous look to her that might win a Miss Universe. And I was like, you know, it's it's too, it's, if Shauna wins, it's just too on the nose. They're not going to do that. They're going to do like a fakerization. She's going to be first runner up. And I was just like, kind of like disappointed watching her advance. I'm like, oh, they're going to have this girl be first runner up. It's going to be a letdown. Like Jamaica. You in Jamaica, um, Casey Fennell, my favorite queen, when she was at Miss Universe. Yeah. And the crowd booed because they're like, what? Like, how could she not win? And I felt really like almost sad. Kind of like, oh, mm -hmm. she about to be fucking her up. And she gave like a mic drop QA. And I was like, oh, you know, they're gonna choose Chelsea is because she's just looks like a Miss Universe. And then Deshauna won. And I was like, what? Like they actually crowned one of us? I was so excited. The so night Deshauna the night Deshauna won, I did not even watch the pageant. Um, I was sick. I was sick. I had food poisoning. I was in the ER. And I was like, where can I watch Miss Miss um Miss USA? And I'm in the nurse. She's like, you're in the emergency room. <laughs> I'm like, ain't no no, no TV in here. <laughs> yeah. So I I was in an Uber going home, an Uber pool, and one of my clients jumped in the car in the Uber pool, and she was like, oh my god, Derek! And she's like, did you did you watch the pageant? I was like, no, don't tell me who won. And she was like, I'm just gonna take right now, Derek. When you watch it, you're going to cry. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And so yeah. I was dying to watch it. And I'm like, oh, my God, maybe it'll be uploaded on YouTube tomorrow. So I got up at like 6 o'clock in the morning, and there the it was, and I watched it. And, um, did, you see her, did you see her winning along the way since you watched it? When she came out in her evening gown, um, I said, that's someone who wants to go to Miss Universe. Um, mm -hmm. And then when she answered her question about being a woman in the military, that's when I said, I said to myself, I think it's her. Yeah. I, th I think it's her. Um, as the show started in the beginning when I was watching it, I personally said, Virginia's gonna win. Mm. Oh yes. Virginia's gonna, Virginia's gonna win, look at her. Yeah. She's amazing. And she's a doctor. She's yeah. gonna. I'm like, they're gonna give it to her. Um, and then Deshauna kept catching my eye, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be Desi versus Deshauna. Mm. I would not want to be a judge. Um, right. But then when, but then her her reaction when she won, that's someone that wanted it. Yeah, yeah. That's and someone that wanted it. I believe her story was that her mom was in a hospital um, mm -hmm. that night. That's why she was really yeah. like crying. I think mm -hmm. her, either her mom had just passed or she was in a hospital mm -hmm. about to. Yeah. My and that was, and, was for it. And that brought that had brought flashbacks for me, um, hearing about her story, um, especially when Deshauna um, gave up her title and she walked out with her afro. And she yes. spoke about how her mother passed away three months after she won her title. Yeah, yeah. And um, my mom was dying at the same time. Mm. And yeah. I'm like, Deshaun walked out. Her mom liked her afro. She walked out in her afro. My mom told me, you look best in white. And so I wore a white suit to my mom's funeral. Aww. So it was just like, people don't realize the struggles that you go through when the lights go out. And I think if they could see you, your human side, outside of pageantry, then they'll realize why you do this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest, like, um, well, I'm looking for people to be part of my team. And a lot of people, well, my sister.
Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I don't know anyone that can I can recruit. I don't know anyone who wants to be in the pageant. I'm like, well, don't tell them that. Like, you recruit for a pageant. Just give them like, let them know what this is going to do for them. You know, mm-hmm. the different you development is going to be. Right, you know, right. When they, like, when they compete, that's how you kind of recruit in a sense. And mm-hmm. I don't think people understand like their why. Like you need to have a right. why, and you need to have a strong enough why, and realize that like whether you leave with a crown or not this night, your why was mm-hmm. still a crown. You know, right. I think, like right. with Desi, I think that even though she didn't win that night, Virginia, um, from Michigan, mm-hmm. State, she didn't win that night, but she was still very much accomplished, and she, you know, went yeah. on to be a survivor. And she's a college professor. I think her right. why was bigger. Her purpose was bigger than being Miss USA. Mm-hmm. And you have to establish mm-hmm. that before you get there. Before you, mm-hmm. before you pay your money to compete at pageant, yeah. what is your why? And right. if, you, if you don't win, is your why still going to be accomplished? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you that's know, how and, you And it's like, um, even with you, with you girls, when you competed for Miss Illinois United States, when we did our workshop that day, Everyone had a story to tell, you know, exactly. when everyone that that morning when I introduced everyone, I'm like, OK, I could have just read off the names and say you're here. But I had each and every one of you speak and say right. why you're here. And I think that it developed um, a newfound respect. You all got a newfound respect for each other. You weren't just each other's competition. You became sisters. Yeah. 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 It's important to find a system that um, you support and want to support you. Like the Miss mm-hmm. Earth has the yeah. focus of environmental activism. Right. And it's beauty's for a cause, which is environmental activism mm-hmm. and uh, combating climate change. So you have to really yeah. believe in that system's mission. Right. And I did other systems, um, the Miss Black USA pageant, for example, when I was mm-hmm. an Illinois holder, their biggest platform was heart disease. Mm-hmm. And that's something battle with personally well with my family and yeah. so that was a bigger reason for why i wanted to compete was to bring more awareness to heart disease and high blood pressure in the african-american right. community because it's, it's killing women and women mm-hmm. don't know about like women's symptoms of a heart attack is different than a man's yeah. and that's one reason why karen errington the director of that pageant wanted to have a focus on go red for women because women mm-hmm. don't realize that you know you can get high blood pressure probably even more than men because we're more stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, more yeah. stressed out, but mm-hmm. you know, we're holding out a house, a home, and we don't take care of ourselves. We take care of everybody else, we take care of ourselves last. Right. So you have to really find a pageant that has a platform that you believe in, mm-hmm. or one that you believe that your platform can be accelerated once you compete yeah. in a title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say is I'll let you go ahead and sip. I don't want you to um, not drink on this episode, Derek. Oh, girl, <laughs> it's like the third glass. I'm trying to stay good oh, yeah. during this. I don't oh, want to yeah. lose any clients or have people think I'm a certain way. I don't think so. I think if anything, you probably get more clients. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah, I think you will. I think I mean you're a really good coach. I think a lot of people just don't know how to find coaches or don't realize the value in getting coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I didn't to get a coach. I competed for 10 years. I yeah. probably coached, I think 2015, that's mm-hmm. this thing that you were part of. I think it was my first time getting a coach and yeah. getting uh, an interview coach. And I got um, yeah. Jorge Esteban from Patent Smart as my interview coach. Yeah. And okay. I invested yeah. and I paid for that. Mm-hmm. But I was solo dolo, you yeah. know, until then. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, what would be your biggest tips for directors watching when it comes to recruiting and retaining girls and having a successful pageant year? Um, I think something that I've been doing lately is reaching out to those girls that did not win the pageant. Um, I always give everyone like a week to just get themselves together. But I always reach out to them and I tell them, is there anything that I could have done differently? Um, I want constructive criticism. I don't want you to bitch. There's two different um, things. Um, But what is it something that you felt was missing? Um, Because I feel like we can all learn from each other. And just because you're in a directorship, because you're in a leadership position, doesn't mean that you're not teachable. Right. Um, So I always ask them that. 
and those parents who I can tolerate, I ask them the same thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I, the feedback is very important. Um, and also I think being able to stand out rather than blend in um, with each organization. There's so many pageants whose prize packages are identical. And it's just like, I'm, I'm very, you know, it's a great thing that these companies are doing well, especially in, in times like this. But why would I want to compete in your system when you are offering the same prizes that that system is offering? Ooh. I think that um, you have to remember that um, this is an investment that a girl is making. And although prizes aren't everything, at the end of the day, um, if you're trying to bring them over to your system, there's got to be something in that prize package that everybody else ain't offering. Right. You know, it's got to it's got to stand out. So I think being very creative with that um, is a good thing. And I think just myself being uh, a coach as well, um, when you have a director that's also a coach, you're kind of getting the best of both worlds because as a coach, you hear those clients vent. You hear those clients uh, telling you about um, things that they want to approach their directors about, but they're afraid of doing it. So you're uh, kind of you're kind. I'm kind of like the uncle too, um, <laughs> because the director's like your mama. You can't tell your mama everything. So you come to unk. Um, so I feel like. Um, being able to make sure that uh, you're very um, visible and uh, very approachable with your title holders is a good thing. Um, okay. You know, you hear girls all the time saying, oh, you know, my director, my director is absent. It's hard to get in touch with my director. And I think that at the end of the day, I think as a director, you need to look at yourself in the mirror every now and then and tell yourself, if I had me as a director, would I be happy? Mm. Would I want me as a director? And if you can't honestly answer that, then there's some things that you know need work. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad director. We're all human, you know? We all have imperfections, but just tell yourself, is there something that I could be doing differently to keep my title holder happy? Um, what is it that I'm providing to my title holder, which would make her go out and tell other girls that you need to compete in this system because my director does this. Yeah. Um, and it's vice versa with a title holder. Would I want me as a title holder? You know, like sometimes we have to do, do a reflection in the mirror just to um, give ourselves a reality check. Okay. That's good advice. That's good advice. Yeah. I've had to think about that as I have on clients and contestants, I guess you could say. That's mm -hmm. good advice. Uh, because, and I've done it. I've done it before. I'm just like, okay, Derek, you know what? You need to step it up in that area. Or you need to contact this title holder um, because sometimes you forget about her because there's seven of them. And that's how I was sometimes with Miss um, Illinois United States. You know, I had to remember, and I had to say to Iowa too, I had 11 title holders. So I had to make sure that everyone got the attention that they deserve. And sometimes I used to fall short with a few. And um, I had to remind myself, what is she thinking? Um, because you love them all equally. Yeah. Putting well. yourself in your shoes. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. I love that. I love that. And then when it comes to sponsors, how do you go about collecting sponsors? I know you said you had the same makeup artist for six years. Is it just yeah. developing people that you know are good in their field? Um, well, I've been, uh, I was blessed enough to um, retain relationships with people that I developed early on in my career. Um, and they saw your growth and they saw your dedication and when I finally got into leadership roles, they reach out. Um, 
Like I, I've seen your growth, you're doing such a great job. I'd like to offer this to your title holders. Or Derek, remember when you did my event and you know you did it free of charge? Um, well, let me you know return the favor and offer this. Or thank you so much for promoting this when you didn't have to. I want to give this to your title holders. So it um, you need to appreciate every single person that you network with. Um, as long as you know that their intentions are good and that the love and respect is going to be reciprocated. Um, I think that's very important when it comes to maintaining sponsors. And you need to educate your title holders on the importance of promoting that sponsor because you have a lot of girls out there who get a prize. And after they get that prize, that sponsor does not hear from them. That sponsor does not see any mention or promotion of that product on their social media or word of mouth until they need that product again. And you lose sponsorships when your title holders are not promoting them. That's the whole purpose of it. You are a walking billboard advertisement for that product or that brand. Right. If, you, if if they're generous enough to give this to you, they're giving it to you to sell. So you have to make sure that your loyalty is with that company um, even when nothing's being shipped to you. Yeah. And directors need to remind their title holders that we need to push these products because those companies make our organization. They're part of our family. Right, right. Okay. Well, that's good advice. That's a good uh, starting point for me to kind mm -hmm. of remember going yep. into this. And then when it comes to recruiting, how do you mm -hmm. find some of the girls that you have in your pageants? What is your method to success when it comes to recruiting? My personality. Um, <laughs> um, I've had girls reach out to me telling me um, they've come across me on social media. Um, you seem like you're so much fun. You've got so much energy. Um, you make me laugh. I would love to work with you. Um, I've had parents, um, especially moms, you know, tell me, you know, my daughter thinks you're hilarious or you've got a great sense of style. You stand out. So we want to, you know, give this a shot. Right. Um, I was told a long time ago that fun is the most underrated tool for business. And I've had some people tell me, um, that sometimes you come across as someone who's, you know, not so serious. You joke around a lot, but they don't see that I have a good time. My girls enjoy their time with me. We laugh, we joke around, but we still get done. Right. You know, I think that girls are already under enough stress as it is. Yeah. So when they have someone in their corner that can put a smile on their face and you have that sense of humor that they really need, at a moment where their mind is doing a thousand things, I think that's appreciated. Um, so I think that when it comes to recruiting, um, I have a great relationship with my title holders um, and my clients, personal clients. And they just, um, they refer me and I, I'm pretty good with social media um, and, and promoting. Uh, so, um, and having the knowledge from my mentors, I think all that blended together, um, it definitely helps with the recruiting process. But right now there's so many systems and so many pageants for girls to choose from that <laughs> I never I never go into it saying, oh, I'm gonna have a hundred contestants like Miss Illinois USA. Like, I know that's not gonna happen. But um, uh, sometimes quality over quantity is a good thing. Okay. And um, it all comes down to how you promote um, and the girls that you have in your corner. Um, I'm looking at longevity. And, um, you know, since I work with, you know, 587 pageants, um, <laughs> I think we're, we're, we're somewhere under that number. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of fun with it. And I think that I can, I'm in a position where I can recruit girls for different systems and I can come to them and say, you know what, I know you want to do this pageant, but I think you should give this one a try. I think this would be better for you. Um, I like to get them in where I know they'll fit in and where they will get the best investment in their dollar. 
I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's been quite some time. Is there anything else that you wanted to add or anything else you wanted to mention? Um, yeah, I just want to take this opportunity to, um, if they don't know it by now, you know, I want to just remind my family that, you know, my family's my world and they keep me motivated, especially me being an uncle, you know, Uncle Derek, just, um, they keep me going. Um, a few years ago, when I went through those troubled times, there are times I wanted to quit, but then I looked at my nephews um, and I knew I could, you know, um, yeah, cause they're watching. Yeah. So, um, I'm like, I can't quit because look who's, look who's, look, look who's paying attention to me. Yeah. So, um, I'm very thankful for them. Um, so I'm publicly saying it right now. I know you guys think I'm a little bit extra sometimes, but I just want to thank y'all because you are my motivation. Um, and I just want to take this opportunity to thank um, the professionals in this industry who helped me get to where I am right now. Um, there's so many people that have been so instrumental in my career and I can't thank them enough. Um, all of you title holders um, and clients who keep me going and, and keep me feeling useful. Um, I want to thank you girls. Um, you know, you may not know it, but I, I follow y'all's careers and, and I've seen your growth. I, I, there's some of you I've known since you were like 10 years old. Oh God, that's making me feel a little dated. But when you watch all of you grow up, it's like, wow, they're doing amazing things. And then I played a role in that. So yeah. if I haven't, if anyone who, if you're watching this right now and you've been a part of my pageant career, just know that each and every one of you, um, I take a part of you with me everywhere I go because um, I couldn't do it. I, I, you know, I couldn't do this by myself. So um, the good moments, the bad moments, they all um, help you to grow. Yeah. And um, I've seen my growth and people have told me that they've seen it too. Um, who you were 10 years ago, it's like a completely different person. And I just appreciate a lot more having been through a lot. And um, I just want to see, you know, what's in store. Um, you know, there are some people in this industry that don't get me, and that's okay. Um, but uh, the people that appreciate me for what I do and, and what I contribute, um, you know, I wholeheartedly thank you because um, uh, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for all y'all. So, Aww. and I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have another drink before I start crying again because I can feel it coming. <laughs> I'm almost done with my mission accomplished. Yeah. yeah. So here's to 20 more years, girl. Yay. I you made it. Oh, you did. You know, mm -hmm. I did appreciate you coming on the show and being vulnerable with me and with everyone yeah. that's uh -huh. watching. It takes a certain kind of strength to have that vulnerability. So I appreciate you doing it with us. And you could have chose any other podcast to be on. And I think that you chose Agents and Prosecco. Yes, of course. And you are more than welcome to come back on the show whenever you want to. I may do a recap video for Miss USA if it comes yeah. Yeah. soon or whatnot. So, yeah. you know, you're always welcome your family on the show. Mm -hmm. And congratulations to your podcast. It's doing great. And I can't wait to sit in front row at Miss Illinois, at Miss Earth, Illinois, United States. It's um, Illinois. I got it. It's Illinois yeah. Earth. It's Illinois Earth. <laughs> Lord, do not, Lord, do not message me and say I got it wrong. Um, I'm just excited. Um, you no, know, I'm... like, you know, Illinois, um, Illinois has been doing pretty good in pageantry. So to see a new group of leaders um, starting to take over, um, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what I can do this year. Yeah. Trying to figure out, like, you know, I'm trying to get the venue locked down first. When I get the venue locked down, I have a date in mind. But when I get the venue locked down, then everything kind of, I hope, will just fall into place. So I'm just yeah. kind of, I want to get a team so I know that I can't literally do it all. Mm -hmm. So I, 
members to kind of get a, st- a team and then kind of yeah. in the venue and everything else. But I definitely will reach out to you because I will need your expertise. Kind of, you've done yeah. it all. We have lunch with white wine. And tacos. Yeah. The restaurants are back open, girl. I was so excited the other day. I was like, oh my God, a taco, and I can sit in here. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to leave the house. I haven't like left this house because it's just been snowing. It's yeah. just this- I'm trying to get to Chicago. I've been trying for like the last week, but like yeah. it's snow in the afternoon. I don't get up in the morning. I'm not a morning person. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, you know, even though we're in the middle of pandemic, I, as much as people want to get on with their life, it's like, we still got to be smart. Um, yeah. But you do get cabin fever, you know, every now and then. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to be able to get out again. But at the same time, you know, mask up. Yeah. There's only so many boxes, boxes of wine I can uh, invest in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, thank you, Dad, for joining the podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you, Eric. You're welcome. Time. I'm like stumbling over my words, talking too fast. Thank <laughs> you, Eric, on the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope your glasses are empty or kind of getting there. It's like one more sip in mine. All my here. ice is melted. Oh, so well, it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But I had, a, I, had a, I had a great time. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. I appreciate your time. And until next episode, peace. Bye.